Welcome, and thank you for taking time out today to seek God. You've made a brave choice, whether you believe in God or struggle with belief, whether you're religious or not. Seeking God is the greatest human pursuit, and we're taking the risk that God is there and more, that he wants us to pursue him. The journey itself will be rewarding. In the time we have together, we'll worship, and we do this by praying, reading scripture, and reflecting. This is your time to seek God. I'm only here to help. If you're able, free yourself of distraction. Calming our minds and bodies is not only relaxing, but it reminds us that we are limited and that a non-physical God is sought in non-physical ways. What matters most is that this time is special and set apart. So once you're comfortable, let's begin. Close your eyes and take a breath. You're about to speak to the creator of everything. And this is not meditation, which is turning inward into yourself. Prayer, on the other hand, is intentionally reaching beyond ourselves to the source of everything. We're reaching into the void. And what will happen, it's unknown. But haven't you found that that's where all adventures are? Now speak out loud or in your mind. God is not limited to what is spoken. He knows even your deepest thoughts. So express your intentions. You can say, Jesus, all of history is about you. Every great story points to you. All creation is because of you and for you. This includes my life, small as it is. Take it. Absorb it into your greatness. Just let me see you more. Now take a moment and express these thoughts to God in your own way. scripture because we believe that God has communicated and has revealed himself to people who have written their experiences for our benefit. We don't have to understand it, and we won't, and we don't have to be Bible scholars, but it is important that we receive it and believe that God communicates. Today we'll read John chapter 12, verses 23 through 25, which say, Jesus replied to them, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I assure you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains by itself. But if it dies, it produces a large crop. The one who loves his life will lose it, and the one who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. This is Holy Week which began with the triumphal entry on Palm Sunday. Holy Monday commemorates the cursing of the fig tree and the cleansing of the temple. Today is Holy Tuesday and observes Jesus predicting his own death. Christians vary in how specifically they celebrate Holy Week. But there is value in understanding the ancient traditions. And even now, in setting out to say something of value concerning Christ's work leading up to the cross. I personally want to clasp my hand over my mouth 
and say nothing for fear of getting it wrong. Like Isaiah, I'm a man of unclean lips, and we are looking upon the most holy things of God. And yet, we've been invited to look on in worship at our incredible Savior. And so, we'll venture in even further. Jesus had become infamous, and his entry into Jerusalem, especially around Passover, had created quite a stir. Some Greeks wanted to see him, but when asked if they could, Jesus seems to answer a question that no one asks and says, The hour has come. Jesus predicts his own death. To illustrate his death, he appeals to the principle of sowing and reaping. By Jesus dying, he, like a seed, lays the groundwork for exponential returns. His death is not the end of the story, but rather just the beginning. His eyes are on his impending death, yes, but more so on the crop it will yield later. And he even includes us in on the picture. Often, the passion of Jesus is seen as something he does alone, and that's true. But here, Jesus sees an obvious if-then. Since he will die and produce a crop, in the same way, you and I will produce a crop leading to eternal life. But how? By hating our lives. This passage has often disturbed readers, and understandably so. Let's not attempt to soften the blow of his words. But let's also consider, did Jesus hate his life? Did he want to lose it? No. He asked that the cup of suffering would be taken from him if possible. Jesus never had a death wish, but he passionately wanted to redeem people and please God and accomplish his task and fulfill scripture and reconcile all creation. You could say these far outweighed his all too human instinct for self-preservation. And in the same way, we are invited to participate. In the suffering, yes, but far more in the glory. Jesus, you amaze me at every turn. I've seen you suffer, and I've seen some of the return. I want to see more. I hardly even know what I'm asking, but I want to play the role you have for me in it. Take a moment and express these thoughts to God in your own way. Thank you for taking this time. Feel free to stay here as long as you like. May God bless your day.
and I look forward to being here with you again next time.